Good morning, Living Way Community Church family. Uh, some of you are logging in. They'll give a few moments for others to join us this wintry Sunday morning. I hate that we have to meet this way, uh, but one thing about it is uh, we can still be the church and we're not bound by buildings. Now bear with me. Uh, power may go out. Uh, we having high winds here and uh, I may be a little sketchy on the on the broadcast, but please bear with us as we go through this and try to uh, get through this service, if you will, uh, via live stream. Now, <coughs> excuse me. That being said, this is a little different for me because you know I'm a wanderer when I'm on the pulpit. I like to walk and. Uh, animate with my hands, if you will, or illustrate, and it's a little difficult sitting down, but I couldn't quite figure out how to maneuver my computer so I could do it in my living room, but bear with me, God is great, He is seeing us through all this, and I praise God for the technology that we're able to do this, even though we're not together, but we will be uh, covering covering that this afternoon and looking forward to meeting again. Now, before we uh, get into the sermon, I want to share a few announcements with you and also I ask you for your continued prayer. Uh, number one, I ask that you continue to remember the family of Kim Sparks. Uh, Philip was laid to rest this past week and continue to lift up Kim and the kids, family, reach out to her, talk to her, pray for uh, brothers and sisters. We need each other now more than ever. Also, the family of Luther McCraw, uh, please continue to lift Miss Ruth, uh, Beth, and Stan and the grandkids and family up uh, with, with them this week. Reach out to them. Let them know you're praying and you love them. And also to uh, Miss Amy Taylor who will be laying her mom, Gail Boykin, to rest uh, this coming Tuesday at Wood Memorial Park at 1 p.m. Now, they are having a visitation tomorrow from 5 to 7 at the mortuary. This is Stribling and Dunking. Dunk, Dunking. Dunking. So if you're able to attend that or the service, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the service at 1 o'clock on uh, Tuesday at Wood Memorial Park. So please continue to remember these three families. Also, it is my plan uh, and desire, if we can, to meet starting this coming Wednesday at Bible Study, 7 o'clock, Living Way Community Church. Please come and join us for Bible Study as we begin again. <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, some coughs getting to me. Uh, as we begin again to worship in, in in person, corporate worship and studying of God's Word, this Wednesday at 7 o'clock, Living Way Community Church. Also, this coming Sunday, not today of course, but next Sunday, weather permitting, God permitting, God willing, we will have our first ever uh, Living Way Community Church uh, deacon ordination We'll be having a time of special prayer and service and laying of hands for the men that are being uh, called by God into the role of deacon. 
They will be ministers and servants of the church. We will be going over this, and I am so, so excited. What a great, special time as we celebrate the office, the biblical, the biblical ordained office of deacon. And we'll go over what that means. I'm excited for these three men. We'll be adding another later. Uh, but, but, you know, we just want to celebrate and look in what a wonderful time it will be. And uh, just want to celebrate with you in corporate worship together. So just wanted to give you those announcements as you come back to church. Uh, we will get into more things that are happening. Also, continue to support us. You can support us online uh, uh, by giving through the online portal. You also can support us through your prayer and tell other people. Invite people next week. You know, I know that this has been a tough time for a lot of people. I, I can't imagine. But let us celebrate Jesus Christ together and love one another and study His Word together. We need each other. I need you. And, and you need me. We all need each other as a corporate group of believers. So let us look forward to meeting again this coming week and celebrating what God is doing. Amen? Okay, let us pray and we'll get into the text. And I ask that you pray for me this morning because my voice still a little funny. And bear with me. But I ask that you pray that I will be sharing this morning something that is totally opposite of what I was going to share. Uh, I had a message planned out, but last night, as I was laying, closing my eyes, this morning getting up early, God gave me a different message. One that I've preached before, but for some reason... God knows why that, that it needs to be spoken. And I pray today that he would be glorified, his words would be shared, and that uh, we would be attentive to his word, okay? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And God, we are not together personally, but Lord, we're together as your universal body of believers. Thank you for the technology to be able to be able to keep us together, to join us together. And God, we pray that you would be lifted up, that you would be glorified. We pray for those during their time of loss that are hurting, that God, you would give them a comfort that only you can give. And God, we pray today that, Lord, you would just uh, use all this to your glory, Lord. Strengthen us, refine us. That, Lord, one day we say, wow, look what the Lord brought us through. Let us rejoice in you, rejoice all times. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to come together and study your word. And it's in your beautiful name I pray. Amen. And amen. Here lately, a song that has been resounding in my head is where I am, there you may also be. Rich Mullins was a singer who tragically left this world early in 1997 on his way to a benefit concert. He wrote some beautiful songs, and one of my favorites is Where I Am There You May Also Be. He tells us in that song, as a reference to Jesus saying in John 16, In this world you will have trouble. You will have trouble. And, and to be quite honest with you, so many times in my life, I have not been prepared. I have not been prepared biblically to face the world. 
I often think and have often heard that once I became a Christian, that, man, everything was hunky-dory. It was all good. Now, my soul was made well, but life still happens. And I think sometimes today, listen to me, that there are many people who go through this world and are under the false notion that they will never experience trouble. And if they do, it's minimal. But Jesus told his disciples, you will have trouble. But listen, but I will give you my peace. And those words encourage me. And I've been singing a lot this week as been going through the, the, the emotional hurt for other people as I've been trying to minister to our, our people uh, distantly, if you will, but online, uh, reaching out to others, it, it breaks my heart. Knowing that myself, I will go through trouble and so will you. We will go through trouble of hatred. We will go through trouble of death. We will go through trouble of last lost jobs and financial issues. We will go through trouble of sickness. But Christ said, I will bring you and give you my peace. And this morning, as I, I begin the message, I want to be in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I'll give you a few moments to turn there if you have your Bible. But I'm going to be focusing on Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 and 25. Now, you have heard me use these verses a lot. I've preached out of this book. But I think it most important today that um, you would see that these are words that we need to continually live by as, as Colossians 3.16 say, richly dwell within us. We need the words of Christ and the words about Christ to richly dwell within us. And I'm praying today, as we go through this text, and pardon me, i got bobbles and phones and stuff everywhere so I can go back and forth to my resources, but I ask you to read with me Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 verses 23 through 25. The writer of Hebrews says this. Now, 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 let me back up a minute. What the writer of Hebrews is saying is, when he begins in verse 10, is we have a great high priest. His name is Jesus. His sacrifice was enough. We don't need to go to a priest and, and give him a sacrifice that he lays his hands on, therefore transferring guilt and, and he would have to make atonement for his sin too. Jesus is the great high priest who was the ultimate sacrifice that was needed for the wrath of God to be poured out upon him and for us to be clean. It was enough. Christ's sacrifice was enough. And we don't need to go to a priest. Why? Because we can go directly to Jesus. We don't have to go to someone else to, for our sins. We can go directly to Christ. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying and reiterating in Hebrews 10. And he says this. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold tightly 
Without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Some translations will say, hold unswervingly to your faith, for he that promised is faithful. And he also says, let us think of ways to motivate one another in acts of love and good works. Or spurn one another on. Encourage one another on. And let us not, verse 25, neglect our meeting together as some, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. He will give us three exhortations. And he will tell us that number one. To hold unswervingly and trust in your faith. There are so many times that we often let our faith waver. Now don't get me wrong, we all struggle and stumble. We all go through situations where we question our faith. But something dawned on me that I would like to share with you. You may say, Chad, how in the midst of things when I'm afraid? How, how do I hold on to my faith? How do I cling to him that I love. Do you remember when you were as a child that when you would go somewhere and you may be afraid? My wife told me one time that at, at, at Myrtle Beach at the fun house that, that her dad took her into this fun house and she was so afraid, but yet she buried her face into the chest of her daddy and he sheltered her and she knew she would be okay. She knew that her father had her. You see, our Heavenly Father is the same way. We bury our face into Him and trust Him that anything that we may go through, He walks with us through it. He is our protector, our provider, and we're to hold to Him unswervingly. 1 John 3 tells us, that what a great love that we are the sons of God, and our children of God. And such we are. God is our Father. We go to our earthly problem, Father, with our earthly needs. Why wouldn't we go to whom's greater, our Heavenly Father, with every need? You hold to your faith. Not only do you hold to your faith by clinging to Him, cling to His Word. Cling to his word. Brothers and sisters, now more than ever, I ask you to stay in God's word. I ask you to read the Bible. I ask you to go to him. The Bible tells us very quickly in James, if you need wisdom, seek God for it. You will find biblical godly wisdom in his word. Are you dedicating yourself to his word? Here lately I have found myself pondering scripture more than ever. I have found myself having my one-on-one -on -one talks with God. You see, as you would talk to your father about his situations, do you talk to your heavenly father when you have time alone? Do you make time to talk to your heavenly father? We cling to Him. We cling to His Word. We cling to Him on our knees. How much time do you spend in prayer? Brothers and sisters, now more than ever, I'm asking you to pray. That you need to seek Him. Seek His face in prayer. Reach out to Him. Brothers and sisters, we read God's Word. He speaks to us. When we on our knees... 
we speak to him. The Lord's Prayer tells us, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. God, you are worthy of all praise. God, I am praying today that you be glorified and that your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you ask God for his daily bread? He said daily bread, not daily cake. Then we ask God, God, give us what we need. Lord, lead us. Guide us. Help us through this. Give us what we need. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do you confess your sin? You want to grow strong in your faith? Be sincere in God's word. Confess your sin. Draw closer to him. Do you repent of your sin? Have you forgiven others? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lord, lead us not into temptation. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, let me hold strong and unswervingly to the faith that I possess. For he that promised is faithful. We hold to him. We read his word. We bow down on our knees and lift up to him and we trust. Listen, what you can't see is in front of me is my front porch. Now listen, have you ever thought about how much our Father loves you? On my front porch, my wife has a birdhouse that she hung out last night. Last night. Right now, there's sparrows and birds coming from everywhere. Jesus will make it very clear. Birds don't sow nor How much more valuable are we? Yet the Bible also says, aren't five, uh, ain't five sparrows sold for a couple of pennies? And yet not one of them falls without the Heavenly Father knowing. God knows you. He knows your name. And our faith should be encouraged and bolstered by the fact that we serve a God who knows our name. Brothers and sisters, this morning I want you to know that hold fast to your faith. Hold unswervingly. Never break ground. Because he that promised is faithful. Now what did he promise? Now I spoke about this at a funeral this past week and last week some. God never promised us that he would remove us from fire or from a furnace. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. And as I shared this past week, all of us are going toward a furnace, we're in the furnace, or we're coming out of a furnace. That's a fact. Just like the Hebrew children, we're either going, we're there, or we're coming out. Sometimes, He will deliver us physically. Sometimes, He will heal us and take us home. You see, understand, 
understand that our Heavenly Father never promised to remove any trial, but He promised He would walk with us through them. And look at the next verse. Let us consider how we may spurn one another on. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Never underestimate the power of encouragement, of a kind word. I've been touched this week about the outpouring of love to these families who are dealing with grief. That's what Living Way Community Church does. It outreaches to others. We need to show and spread that message. That somebody is in your ear going, press on, press on, press on. Or that text that says, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm here if you need me. Brothers and sisters, now we need others encouraging us in our faith. Because the world we live around us, as we see it diminishing in sin, we need one another now more than ever. To hold to one another, to hold to God's word, and somebody behind us saying, press on. Press on. Have you encouraged anybody today? Now understand, I'm not trying to tell anybody to be a, be a motivational speaker. I'm not trying to impress upon anybody to be someone that's going to give false hope. But as a born-again believer, you encourage people in the hope of Jesus Christ that He's got this. Not only will Christ walk with you through this trial, we're here too. I praise God that I, that I read on further. That if you'll look in context of this passage, the, the writer of Hebrews says a little further down, remember in former days how you lost all your property and you shared with others who were likewise treated. You shared in your afflictions. You shared in your troubles. And you encouraged by the word of God. That's what he's saying now. That we're encouraging one another. That we're holding to one another during these things that are so bad. We see that COVID is horrendous. We see that the economy is horrendous. We see that Christians are under persecution, even at our borders. We see these things happening. But remember what I said at first? Listen, in this world, you will have trouble. And I'm so tired of hearing uh, ministers or evangelists saying, you can have everything you want now. You can have your best life now. You can have your money now. You can have... this. Everybody takes the J.D. Wentworth approach. God never promised you that you would have every material thing in the world. That is unbiblical. You will have trouble. And remember, people hate you because they hated Christ first. That's reality. But in this world we have trouble. But Christ said, I will give you my peace. Every one of us that are born again in Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us. We cling to him as he leads us and convicts us of sin. That he guides us to study the word. That he uses us to share the gospel. And he uses us with the gifts that he has bestowed upon us to spurn one another on. To help one another. To love one another. To help one another grow. To encourage those in their faith. I praise God that 
There's been many times in my life that somebody whispered in my ear. That somebody would say, Chad, press on. This past week I read an illustration uh, about geese and how it applied to a man that encouraged me. And you've heard me read this illustration. And as he talks about the things that geese do, in the end he talks about those who do the honking. If you've ever been out and watched the, the, the geese fly in their V formation, the ones at the back are the ones honking. They're the ones that are encouraging the front to keep at it. All's well back here. Brothers and sisters, that's what it means to encourage one another. That I got you back. All's well. Keep pressing forward. Brothers and sisters, we need each other. And we need to encourage one another. And look at the third exhortation. Listen. He says this. And not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. Not to neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Brothers and sisters, listen. We need each other in corporate worship. Now I know right now we can't because of bad weather and we had shut things down because of sickness. But God willing, we're coming back. And I pray that you join us. You can wear a mask. You can distance yourself. Whatever it takes, we need each other. We want to worship with each other. People have told me, and you've heard this too, that I don't have to go to church to worship God. That is a true statement. But the Bible tells me that I need corporate worship and I need to celebrate and worship Jesus Christ with other born-again believers. I'm telling you, my friends, there is no greater place I would rather be when I am able than in fellowship with my brothers and sisters. In a world that we live in now, where church is an afterthought, and the born-again believer, it should be our forethought of how we worship corporately is not something we do out of habit or just for the sake of going but something we do as intentional to worship together when I was a child my mom and daddy I will say this my mom and daddy made sure I was in church my grandparents did I remember as a child I remember as a child when my mother would tell me that you would not spend the night with somebody if they didn't go to church. You were going to church. I can remember as a child, my grandfather, even if he had to go somewhere, something had to happen. And he went to visit his brothers a couple of times on Sundays that he went to church first. Because he knew that he had to be among his brethren Worshiping God corporately. How can we do other these other things if we're not together? I was touched by the testimony of a gentleman this week where his family said that not only did he encourage him to go to church, ten years into their marriage, he would call and remind them it was time to get up. Because he knew in his life the priority of meeting together in corporate fellowship. Brothers and sisters, I tell you now, what a testimony. And that should be all of our desires. 
that our children see, that our friends see, that we place God first. And church is not an afterthought, but it's something that we desire to do. Yes, if you're sick, God understands. I talked about this last week. Don't come. Get well. Because God knows the intention of your heart. Because he knows you desire to be there. But if you're sick, you can't. But brothers and sisters, I beg you and I plead with you, let us grow together and spurn one another on. Let's hold to our faith. And let's meet together and worship Jesus Christ together. You know, I miss the music. I miss singing with the band this morning. I miss the time of fellowship and greeting everyone and saying, how do you do? God, I, just, I can't explain to you how much I enjoy and need fellowship with each of you. And brothers and sisters, I tell you today, I don't know who needed to hear this, but be encouraged. Your heavenly Father has got you. And I could not help, but I asked my wife to get me the lyrics I want to read to you this morning. That I hope and pray that just like Christ says, He knows every aspect of your being. He knows every hurt. He knows every care. Listen to this. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven, heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Brothers and sisters, I conclude with this. It may be nasty outside. It may be a little rough getting to work in the morning. But I know that each and every step that I have is in God's hands. And I know that I trust Him regardless of what may come my way. And there's times when I get a little bit shaky myself. This past week, I was going through a lot. I was hurting for these families. I was hurting for some friends and some situations. And I sit up on the bed. And my wife said, are you okay? And I said, I'm just struggling a little bit. And she put her hand on my back and she began to share with me and pray with me. Brothers, that's encouragement. To know that born-again believers got you back. We need that. And it strengthens and encourages your faith. Brothers and sisters, as we go through this life, there's going to be things that test that faith. There's going to be things that just throw us into a whirlwind. But I praise God that i got people behind me that says, Press on. I have a church body behind me that says, Press on. But first and foremost, it brings me back to a reality that I have a heavenly father that says, I got you, Chad. Press on. Brothers and sisters, Christ has you. And I pray today that you have placed your faith and trust in him. And I pray that you're clinging to the cross. I pray that you're clinging to the father for he that promised is faithful. Brothers and sisters, I love you. And I thank you so much for all that you're doing and have done. 
continue to encourage one another in Christ, continue to lift one another up, please continue to bury your nose in the Word, get on your knees in prayer, and cling to the Heavenly Father. Amen. I love you, and I thank you. And don't forget, this Wednesday, God willing, 7 o'clock, we'll be having Bible study. Next week, 1030, we'll be back in corporate worship. And we're going to celebrate the one who died for us. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. And all God's people said what? Amen. Let us pray. Dear Father, we love you. We thank you so much for all you've done and all you're doing. God, your eyes on a sparrow. And I know he watches me. God, I know that you have us in your hands. Lord, thank you for friends that encourage us to press on. Lord, thank you for your words that you give us that are your true words of wisdom. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to come to you personally and cry out as our Father and cling to you that you are our Father and we're your children. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done and what you continue to do. God, I pray again for the families who have lost loved ones. God, not only I pray that you would just lift them up and give them comfort, but God is... Our church body and friends would lift them up and say, we got you. Lord, we need each other. As I've said many times, you won't find saints in the Bible singular, but it's always plural, saints. We need each other. And I praise your name for Living Way Community Church. God, we love you. And because of your our faith in your son, Jesus Christ, where you are one day, we will also be. You are so, Lord, I just can't explain, so merciful to us, so overwhelmingly compassionate. And God, you got this. We love you and thank you and praise your holy name. Amen. Good afternoon. Be safe, my Living Way brothers and sisters. Lord, uh, for those that are joining us that are outside Living Way, be safe. Come join us for corporate worship. We look to be back soon. And uh, I love you and thank you. Be the church. God bless and have a great day.